When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's V-Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's fight against cancer. Happy Wednesday. Welcome into College Football Live. I'm Kelsey Riggs, and we're coming out of the tunnel with this. The playoff field is set, and our analysts are stating the case why each of the four teams are in the national championship conversation, why they could win it, plus... It's also Army-Navy weekend. Will Army take home the Commander-in-Chief trophy? We break down the keys to the game. And with the conclusion of the regular season comes awards season. We give our predictions on who's taken home the hardware for some of the most prestigious college football awards. It's all coming up on College Football Live. Welcome to College Football Live. Presented by Zillow. What's going on? Welcome into College Football Live alongside Sam Acho and Jordan Reed. I'm Kelsey Riggs. Great to be with you here for the next half hour. And we've got a lot to get to. And there's been a lot of conversations about what's happening in the top four. But we want to get to who is actually in and what that could mean moving forward as you take a look at the CFP Top 6 brought to you by AT&T. And you know there's been a lot of conversations about it. It is Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. Florida State and Georgia are on the outside looking in while Texas and Alabama each jumped up four spots to get in. Now, according to the latest odds by ESPN Bet, you take a look at those. Michigan currently the favorite to win this year's national championship in the playoff era. Number one seeded teams have won three of the last four national championships after failing to win those ones before. So big deal there that they couldn't win those first five. We want to do something a little bit different. And Sam, I mentioned there's been a lot of debate. We're not going to debate today anything other than why these four teams are national title contenders and why they can win. So Sam Ocho, let's start with number one Michigan and state your case for why Michigan can win a national championship. Defense wins championships. That's my case, Kelsey. Think about this. Michigan has a number two ranked defense in all of college football. Who are they going to play? They're going to play an Alabama team led by Jalen Murrow that loves to throw the ball, right? That's what he did against Auburn in the Iron Bowl, fourth and 31, and there was a busted assignment touchdown. Michigan will not allow that defensively. You see interceptions by this defense. They shut down Marvin Harrison Jr. Not only interceptions, you see pick sixes. So you beat Alabama. Now who do you face? Now you face either Texas or Washington, and then you can lean on your running game, try and dominate defenses that, at least Washington defense, that may not be great against the run. Sam, I understand the saying, defense wins championships and offense sells tickets, but I'm going to flip it here. I'm going to say offense wins championships, and I'm going to go with Washington and talk about why they have a chance to win the national title, just because this offense is so explosive, led by Michael Penix Jr. They have the best trio of wide receivers in the country, and Romo Dunze, Jalen Polk, and Jalen McMillan. I love everything that they're doing schematically on offense, and they're just so explosive. And just looking ahead to this matchup to Texas, I'm really excited about it just because Texas, they rank 95th in the FBS, 
in passing uh, yardage given up. So I think Washington has a really good chance not only in this first game against Texas, but let's say they go on and face uh, their next opponent. This Washington offense gives them a great opportunity to win it all. And to your point, their defense played great as well. So Washington has a great chance, especially led by Kalen DeBoer, second-year head coach. And there's been a history, a litany of second-year head coaches, right? Bob Stoops, go back to the right, right around 2000, that have won in their second year at a program. But if defense wins championships and offense sells tickets, I want to talk about special teams, which is where people go for a commercial. And if you're going for commercials, you're missing it because Texas can win with special teams. Yes, they are a complete team. I want to talk about what they do when people leave for commercial break. That's Michael Taft. A walk-on, blocking a punt versus Texas Tech. Now you're going to see Xavier Worthy, a Big 12 freshman of the year from a few years back, scoring on a punt return touchdown. This Texas team is a complete football team. They do it on offense with Quinn Ewers and their running game. They do it on defense to Andre Swift, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. But the thing that can separate in games like this, whether it's Washington or Michigan or Bama, is going to be the special teams unit. You have to be special on special teams. I think that's why Texas has an edge versus all of the other teams. Well, all of that is all in well, and I get Texas beat this team earlier on in the season, but Alabama, I am so stoked to see them back in the college football playoff, and if you think about it, Alabama, they're clicking at the right time, and the game that I think really changed the trajectory of their season was South Florida, just because that was the one game that Jalen Milrow did not play in this year, but I think that game really flipped the switch in their season, and you better believe Alabama believes as if they missed the college football playoff last year, and they're playing with a chip on their shoulder now, and now they have a standard to uphold with this roster. I think they have the most loaded team in the college football playoff. You look Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell off of the edge. Jalen Milrow is clicking at the right time. Kool-Aid McKinstry and Tyrion Arnold as well as who I think is the best freshman in the country and Caleb Downs. This team is peaking at the right time. So Alabama, not only even though they're the lowest seed, I feel as if they're the favorite overall. They should be the favorite in the college football playoff. And they may be the most dangerous team, to your point, Jordan. Yeah, they are the lowest seed. But you talk about a team that was counted out earlier in the season that benched their quarterback. Now this quarterback came in. A team changed their identity to fit their quarterback, which is big plays downfield and also running game. And then they allowed their quarterback, Jalen Murrow, to develop across the spectrum of the season. So now all of a sudden you have a confident Alabama team, a confident Jalen Murrow, a confident defense, to your point, Braswell and Dallas Turner. I think everyone should watch out for Alabama. Remember when this season started and we were talking about the quarterback controversy at Alabama? That seems like a faint, distant memory now from what we've seen from Jalen Milrose, Sam. But to your point, Kelsey, there were all these controversies, whether it was at Georgia, whether it was at Ohio State or Alabama. Some of them panned out to the better, some of them to the worst, right? Kyle McCord just is, is announced he's going to transfer. He's in the sure. portal from Ohio State. Then you see Carson Beck nearly led his team to a playoff appearance. There were question marks, right? But then obviously Jalen Murrow got benched, and then now he's become the quarterback that I think a lot of people expected him to be. And so... It's interesting. We're looking back now from a season where we started with so many question marks. Some are still questions, but some we have answers. It's been a tell of two seasons for Alabama. That's the best way to put it. But I just think they're peaking at the right time. The defense is playing really well. The offense with Jalen Milrow. But the, the, I think the evolution of the offensive line has really changed the trajectory of their season. They played really well against Georgia, and I thought they dominated in the trenches. And that's why they were better against Georgia.
And of course they're peaking at the right time. They've got Nick Saban as their head coach who has continued to get these guys ready week in and week out. Going to be fascinating to see what happens in these two games when it is time on January 1st. But right now let's bring in ESPN college football insider and senior writer Pete Thamel who is busy right now. I thought you were busy during the season, Pete. I don't know how you're <laughs> keeping up with everything that's going on with the portal, with the draft, with the coaching carousel. So let's go through some of those news and notes that you have with us. Start Starting, uh, first of all, with a big name in the NFL draft who's officially made it official. Well, Kelsey, when a, a season ends as suddenly as Florida State's did and is surprisingly getting excluded from a college football playoff, there's inevitably roster fallout. Uh, Johnny Wilson, the six foot seven star wide receiver for the Seminoles, told me today that he's skipping the bowl game and plans to enter the NFL draft. Wilson is a redshirt junior. He could have had one season of eligibility remaining. I've been told by scouts that he's a top 100 prospect. His six foot seven frame gives him versatility. He told me he can blow the top off the defense or line up in the slot. There's also a big portal move today, Kelsey. Brock Vandegriff is transferring from Georgia to Kentucky. Vandegriff was one of the top prospects in, in high school football two seasons ago. He was a top 40 prospect out of the state of Georgia. Obviously got limited time behind uh, Behind both Stetson Bennett, obviously, last year, and Carson Beck this season, he'll he'll link up with Liam Cohen, the OC of the Wildcats, who has significant NFL experience. They hope it goes better than the Devin Leary experiment. And we'll end, Kelsey, with New Mexico making one of the best hires of the college coaching carousel. They hired former Virginia and BYU coach Bronco Mendenhall. He agreed to a five-year deal, my sources told me, within the last 24 hours. Mendenhall has been a head coach for 17 seasons, 16 of those 17 seasons, Kelsey. He's been eligible for a bowl game. That included 11 straight at BYU. And for crying out loud, Kelsey, he took Virginia to the Orange Bowl. That just yep. doesn't happen. So his next reclamation project will be in Albuquerque. Going to be interesting to see. He's had a couple of years away from football, now stepping back in. Been away since 2021. Pete Thamel with the latest all-around college football here on College Football Live. Still to come, we've got more in. We're talking about one of the best rivalries in all of college football. Army-Navy is coming up this weekend. We'll break down the keys to the game next. Plus, it is college football award season. Which receivers will get the bragging rights to be called the best wide receiver in the country? Our predictions are ahead. College Football Live is presented by Zillow. I can't do this don't give up thing all by myself. This whole fight, this journey thing is not a solo venture. This is something that requires support. The V Foundation Stuart Scott Cancer Research Fund honors Stuart's legacy by awarding grants to scientists who are addressing racial disparities and cancer outcomes and providing opportunities to researchers from diverse backgrounds. ESPN and V Foundation proud to support this fund in Stuart's honor. You can support by visiting v.org slash Stuart. Well, in college football, it is always special when Army and Navy are on the big stage. And this weekend, New England is actually hosting America's Game for the first time in the 124-year history. It'll be at Gillette Stadium last year. We got a double overtime battle where Army walked away with the win. These teams have gone back and forth the last couple of years. But, Sam, how does Army win it again this year? 
Well, I think they'll have to rely on their defense. The reason why is that, like, both of these teams, both Army and Navy, are some of the worst teams offensively. But you watch Army on defense, they play a very sound style of defense. They don't give up too many big plays outside of, obviously, there was a big missed tackle when they played Coastal Carolina. But outside of that, they are structurally sound. And it's one of those things where it's like, right place, right time. That's what you can expect from this Army defense. Navy, statistically, we talked about one of the worst offenses in college football. So as long as you're structurally sound defensively, I'm excited to watch Army try to pull it out again. Yes, yeah, Sam, it's amazing to see just watching both of these teams on tape just how similar they are offensively and defensively. And both of these defenses have played really well, but the stakes doesn't get any better. Both of these teams are fighting to get back to 500 and finish the season that way. But the Navy defense is very strong, led by Ryan Lane, a big-time safety for the midshipmen. But I really like what he's able to do on the back end. And you talk about somebody that causes turnovers. He has four interceptions this year. He's going to have to be a key player in this game. And it's going to come down to the turnover battle. There may not be more than 10 passes attempts in this game so Ryan Lane has an opportunity to take advantage of some of the things that Army does on offense he's going to have to be a key player in order for the midshipmen to win this game five of the last games in this series were decided by a single possession of course mentioned the overtime battle last year going to be interesting to see what happens this weekend at Gillette Stadium and as you see game day will be in Foxborough for what is sure to be a great show before Army Navy Take a look now at our weekend lineup brought to you by Wendy's Beef. And Friday, 7 Eastern on ESPN, we'll have the Home Depot College Football Awards show. And then Saturday, 8 Eastern, also on ESPN, it is the 2023 Heisman Trophy Ceremony. We also have for you this weekend, Division II and Division III semifinals will be available to watch on ESPN Plus on Saturday as well. So with the season nearing an end, it's time to talk about award season because they are right around the corner. You, of course, saw that we have the Heisman coming up. But let's talk about some of the other ones that we have because we also have the 2023 Davey O'Brien Award finalist, which is presented annually to the nation's best college quarterback, LSU's Jaden Daniels. Oregon's Bo Nix and Washington's Michael Penix Jr. are all in contention to win the award. Some familiar names there because those guys, of course, up for the Heisman as well. So, Jordan, Davey O'Brien, who is your pick right now for the best quarterback in the country? I think the most interesting thing about all of this is that all three are transfer portal quarterbacks and they've landed in great situations, but I'm going to go with LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels right here, and he's somebody that has just been simply phenomenal this year. He's so key to that LSU offense, and just thinking about everything that he's done, he ranks first in QBR at 95.6, 40 touchdown passes, 35 touchdown passes inside the pocket, and averaging 11.7 yards per attempt this year, all the top ranked in the FBS and Jaden Daniels not only is a great passer but he's a very slippery runner as well that's something that he's been able to showcase in this LSU offense so give me Jaden Daniels for this award if he's your favorite for that I'm assuming he would be your favorite for Heisman but don't tell me yet we're going to get to that in just a little while and speaking of the Heisman we have another Heisman finalist who's up for another award that's Marvin Harrison Jr. highlights the list of the 2023 Belitnikoff Award finalist for the top wide receiver in college football Harrison Jr. is a Belitnikoff Nikoff finalist for the second straight year. He's seeking to become the second Ohio State receiver to win the award, joining Terry Glenn in 1995. So, Sam, who's your pick for the best wide receiver in the country? I would go with Rome Adunze. And, and it's not just because his team is in the college football playoff right now. 
But it's because what he's doing with so many other weapons around him. Yes, Michael Penix Jr. led college football in the regular season in passing yards. But there was also Jalen Polk who's receiving those yards. There's also Jalen McMillan. And then also towards the end of the season, this team became a running team. Yet Roma Dunze made play after play after play. Contested catch after contested catch after contested catch. And also critical fourth down conversions on option plays. And so anytime you needed a play to be made, it was always going to Roma Dunze. That's why I would put him as my Belindikoff Award winner. I'm showing a lot of LSU love today, and it just talked about Jay Daniels, <laughs> but a big key component of why he had a breakout season this year is Malik Neighbors, who, is, who would be my pick for the Belitnikoff Award. You talk about somebody that is very explosive. 27 forced missed tackles this year. That's more combined than Marvin Harrison Jr. and Roma Dense, who have 22, excuse me, have 23 on the year. He's so good, and he fought targets with Brian Thomas Jr., another player that had a, a breakout season this year with LSU. 68 first down catches this year. That was the best mark in the FBS, but somebody that is very explosive, and he turned into Jaden Daniels' go-to option for the Tigers' offense this year. So give me Malik Neighbors right here. I love him in this situation. Okay, so we're talking a lot of offense. Let's talk some defense and take a look at some of the top defensive players in the country. UCLA defensive lineman Layatu Latu, Alabama linebacker Dallas Turner, NC State linebacker Peyton Wilson, all finalists for the 2023 Chuck Benerick Award for the best defensive player in college football. Jordan, let's talk some defense. Who are you giving the nod to? You know, I'm a former quarterback, so it hurts me to talk about defense, but I know Sam is really going to appreciate talking about some defense. But one of the best stories in the country this year has been Peyton Wilson of NC State, who I think should be the winner of the Bednarik Award. 138 tackles this year, but what I love the most about him is when you're watching tape on him, it doesn't take very long to find number 11 on your screen. He can blitz, he can cover, and he does everything for that NC State defense, who I thought was one of the more underrated units overall in the country this year. But Peyton Wilson, he's very deserving of this award. He was fantastic this year. I agree. He has been through so much in his career as well. Had so many injuries and overcome that adversity. Came back and able to make a big impact yet again this year. We will see who gets that. On the other side of this break, we've got a little bit more to get to as far as winners are concerned because which transfer quarterback could be hoisting the Heisman on Saturday? We break it down after this. You're watching College Football Live. Presented by Zillow. College Football Live is presented by Zillow. Jaden Daniels. Marvin Harrison Jr. Bo Nix. Michael Penix Jr. Four finalists. One dream. And the winner is... 89th annual Heisman Trophy ceremony Saturday, 8 p.m. on ESPN. We'll see who wins that. But in the meantime, hardware already starting to stack up for Bo Nix. He's the Campbell Award winner for the top scholar athlete in the country, second time in five years. An Oregon quarterback has won the award as he joins Justin Herbert. He also joins our Sam Acho as the Campbell Award winner. Sam, what's this honor mean for Bo Nix? Oh, it means everything. This is one of the most prestigious awards in all of college football. Bo, I congratulate you on winning the Campbell Trophy. It not only goes to your academic excellence, but also your on-the-field excellence, and it cares about community service as well. That award uh, sits at my parents' house right now, and so it's a valuable thing for our family. And even, Bo, I met your brother Caleb when, he was, when I was at Clemson. He plays at Clemson. Uh, they have a great family. So congratulations to you, Bo, your entire family. 
one of the most prestigious honors in all of college football. Special, special group to be a part of. Congratulations still to you, Sam Macho, on winning it in the past. Meanwhile, more could stack up for Bo Nix as he, Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix Jr., all finalists for the 87th Maxwell Award for the Collegiate Player of the Year. Interestingly enough, all three of these finalists are also transfers. So, Sam, who is it that you would give the Collegiate Player of the Year award to? I would give it to Jaden Daniels. And based off of the fact that not only did he have 40 passing touchdowns, which tied with Bo Nix to lead the nation, but he also had 10 rushing touchdowns. Jaden Daniels, though LSU had three losses, is, is, is a surgeon when it comes to what he does on the football field. He's precise with his eyes. He's also such a great runner. And then when he passes the ball, it's literally like a 50-yard handoff exactly where the receiver needs it. And so he's been unbelievably impressive. We actually interviewed him earlier in the season as well. Uh, humble young man, and that's who I would give the award to. I am like a broken record up here talking about the same players over and over because they're dominating college football <laughs> right now. So let's talk a little bit more about one of y'all's favorites, Jaden Daniels, about Marvin Harrison Jr. with the Heisman, Michael Penix, and also, of course, Bo Nix. Those are the guys who are the finalists. We'll see who wins Saturday on ESPN. But with all the love we've been given LSU and Jaden Daniels, Jordan, I assume that's who you're going with for the Heisman. Are you going to surprise me here? No surprises. I'm going with Jaden <laughs> Daniels here. And Sam, Sam touched on it a little bit. His campaign is very similar. His, his campaign is very similar to Lamar Jackson's in 2016 yeah. when he had four losses. And then our colleague, RG3, the Baylor, excuse me, the Baylor team had three losses in 2011. So Jaden Daniels is very reminiscent of both of those players. And to your point, Jordan, there was a point in the Pac-12 championship game where either Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr. could have separated themselves, but neither of them really separated themselves. And I think that's why I believe Jaden Daniels will be the winner because of what he did in the regular season, though he didn't play in a conference championship game. You felt like that was going to be an opportunity for someone to have that Heisman moment, and it may have, in fact, turned out to be the Heisman moment for Jaden Daniels, and we didn't even get to see him play. Let's take a look now at our Capital One Bowl Mania preview, and on December 27th, We've got the Tax Act Texas Bowl between Texas A&M and 20th-ranked Oklahoma State. We'll see if Mike Elko is hanging around, that new Texas A&M team that he's a part of. Now the Valero Alamo Bowl, December 28th, between 14 Arizona and 12th-ranked Oklahoma. And then New Year's Day, Wisconsin, and number 13, LSU. You guys want to give LSU a little bit more love here? I mean, they're going to have the Heisman Trophy winner. Is he, is he going to be playing? What do we think? Have we have we mentioned LSU today? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Arizona, some love. Arizona's been dominant. Jay, uh, I can't wait to watch them play. Six straight wins for them. Going to be a great bowl mania season. We'll see you next time.